WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Good evening, and welcome to NYC Now. I'm Janae Pierre for WNYC. I am concerned. It's alarming, and like I didn't realize that sidewalks could just erode like that. Imagine you're walking down the street and you notice a crack in the sidewalk. One so deep you can see trains running in the subway station below. Well, that's what happened outside a coffee shop in Soho at Spring and Lafayette Streets. Tuscany Fusard works there. They noticed the hole and posted a video to social media that soon went viral. Fusard says it raises bigger concerns about city infrastructure. This is horrible street maintenance, and it's always dirty. It's always neglected. I don't know. I, 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 I was just, it was just silly to me that, like, there's a, a real hole to it. There are more than 150 311 complaints about the hole. Officials with the New York City Department of Transportation say it needs the MTA to repair the Spring Street subway station before it can do anything. The MTA says it's investigating. Now to New Jersey, where the funeral for Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver is set for Saturday in Newark. But beginning Thursday, there will be three days of events to honor her life and service. WNYC's Nancy Solomon has the details. First, Sheila Oliver's body will lie in state in the rotunda of the Capitol in Trenton. Then it'll be transported by honor guard to the Essex County Historic Courthouse on Friday. The public is welcome to attend either viewing. On Saturday, an official state funeral and memorial service for the lieutenant governor will be held at the Cathedral Basilica of the Sacred Heart, one of the largest cathedrals in North America. Oliver died last week at the age of 71 from an undisclosed illness. Governor Phil Murphy will speak at the funeral. He's ordered flags in New Jersey to fly at half-staff for a month and will have a portrait of Oliver installed at the State House. Stick around. There's more after the break. On this week's On the Media, does the rise of X signal the fall of traditional right-wing outlets? You don't have to have this website and a link that people have to click on. You can just say stuff, and he can get attention. You know, you don't need to be Breitbart to do that anymore. Also, what does decolonization really mean? On this week's On the Media from WNYC. Find On the Media wherever you get your podcasts. The U.S. government is urging American citizens to leave Haiti after an American nurse and her child were kidnapped. They've just been released, but the violence is ongoing. Last week, thousands of people marched through the capital, Port-au-Prince, demanding protection from the bloodshed. 
Kenya recently offered to lead a multinational police force to restore order. As the crisis unfolds, Haitian communities in New York City have been struggling to help people in their native country. For a local perspective, WNYC's Sean Carlson talked with Rico Dupuy, co-founder of Radio Soleil, and Maurice Cadet, president of the Association for the Children of Renier Haiti. Rico, what have you been hearing from the community here about the current unrest, and what are they hearing from family and friends who are still in Haiti? The talk of the town now is the uh, projected foreign intervention by uh, foreign forces with uh, Kenya uh, at the head. This is the uh, the matter being debated. Some people for it, some people uh, against it. My understanding is that the people who have the least uh, sense of history, they would embrace it. But the uh, people who are schooled in Haitian history, they're not applauding because foreign intervention is part of what uh, our problem is. The U.S. Uh, entered Haiti uh, in 1915, and they stayed there uh, for 19 years. And then you have the series of intervention by, by the United Nations that was supposed to give us a Haiti free of gangs, free of political persecutions, and, and things intensified. Things got worse. So foreign intervention has never be, been good for us. In fact, uh, foreign intervention is, why, to a great degree, why we, we are where we are. Maurice, can you tell us more about your organization and how the decision to start a school in Renier uh, came about? Basically, the Association for the Children of Renier was um, founded in 1995. We opened a school in in Kais, which is in Renier, one of the towns. And then we found out like a majority of the people over there doesn't know how to read and write. And also we have families that has 10 to 11 children. None of them go to school. So we see there was a need there for education. And also they have to leave the town to go to the city of Kais, which is a distance. And some of them doesn't have parents over there in the city of Kais. And then those that could afford it go send people, the children to the city of Kais. When the majority of the girls, they come back pregnant. So there was, there was a need, a big need over there for education. How has the unrest in Haiti affected your work? And are you still able to send resources to the school? It's a big problem for us because not only we cannot go to visit the school, to to visit the students, to visit the staff, to have meeting with them. We have to conduct everything on Zoom, on WhatsApp, and sometimes because they don't have electricity over there. And sometimes the WhatsApp, you have the communication keep breaking and everything you don't hear well. It's not conducted the way we expect it to be conducted. And in addition to of that, we send uh, school supplies and clothes for the students and meal for the kids. And those things doesn't reach this, the school at all. So it's, it's a big thing. And the teachers also, that some of them come from the city of Kais to go to teach the kids, they cannot come because of the insecurity. What have you been hearing from students and teachers who are on the ground in Renier right now? Basically, everybody that is in Haiti is afraid for their lives. It's like they, they go to sleep at night. They don't know if they're going to be alive tomorrow. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. And these kids, they cannot afford laptop. Well, they cannot afford to have classes, visual classes on Zoom, just like over here. Not only uh, the parents cannot provide them the, uh, the laptop, but also there is no, no electricity over there. Rico, has the Haitian community in New York City been coming together to support each other during these times? The diaspora, to a great degree, they, they carry the bond 
of everything. So the whatever they used to send to their relatives in Haiti, they had to increase it. The price of everything has, has gone up. If, for example, in a normal situation, you, you make a call to Haiti and the person doesn't answer, uh, you wait and you, you make another call. But in Haiti right now, if you make if you call once, you call a second time, the person uh, does, does not uh, answer. Uh, the first thing that comes to your mind is, did something happen? Was that person kidnapped? It gets to that point. Uh, people have, they have death in the family. They can't go there. And Haitians are very, very family oriented. For Haitians not to be able to go to a parent's uh, funeral, it's it, it, that's in self the death sentence. Kidnap family members in Haiti, uh, they call the diaspora for help. And, and so we essentially are the one paying uh, for those ransoms. And just imagine the level of stress associated with all this. So whatever they feel in Haiti, to a great degree, we, we feel it as, as well. Rico, how do you think people can help uh, Haiti right now? The way to help Haiti is to um, understand what Haitians want. They want to be able to choose their leaders and that is the problem. Haitians have, have been denied, and, and this for a long time. The leaders are chosen by the international community, the so-called core group. It's a group of like six, uh, the, the UN, the US, uh, the US, uh, Canada, France, and so on. Not a fly flies in Haiti without the, the approval of the international community. It is that bad. And they, they prefer to uh, a so-called December 21st accord by Ariel Henry. But who is Ariel Henry? I don't even call him the prime minister because he was not elected. He's totally illegitimate. And the international community is, is okay with it when the vast majority of Haitians are saying, open our dead body. So the way for people to, to help us is to uh, allow the Haitian story, the true Haitian story uh, to be told, not the concocted story by the international community. That's Rico Dupuy and Maurice Cadet talking with WNYC's Sean Carlson. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. We'll be back tomorrow. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.